Hello and welcome back to the officially unofficial film podcast with George, James and Ben. So, Hola. How are you, James? Are you alive? Uh, yeah, I'm alive. I wasn't expecting to be specifically targeted initially, but yeah, I'm doing great. <laughs> ben, have you uh, recovered from... Dad's out there! Hang on, hang on. Sorry. Ben, have you recovered from your death-defying illness? No, I'm pretty sure I've got a sinus infection at the moment. Oh, for fuck's sake. I know. This is what I say every morning when I wake up. Like that's this is actually impressive how we started this and since we started this you've just been ill. Yeah, it's it's been it's been fun. I've been loving life. It's nigh on impressive. Has this helped or detrimented your health? I'm curious. Uh, I I would say helped actually because it's like it's another thing to focus on rather than. Your blocked nose. Worrying about, yeah, my blocked nose and the apocalypse and all, all that fun shit that's going on in the world right now. Yeah, to give people context, we're currently recording this during the huge Black Lives Matter movement, which we're not going to comment on at the moment because uh, we have a film coming up where we feel like we might be able to talk about it better and a bit more in depth. So Woo. instead... With this one, we're talking about something that is less controversial. We're talking about our MCU lists. Whoop, whoop. Yay. So that imaginary list. Yep. This could be yeah. this could be fun. We have twenty three films to go oh through. Um we're not we're gonna give you our lists at the end, uh, but to begin with we're gonna give you like similar to the higher or lower game that you can play. As in where we've got them ranked on our lists in release order, if that even makes sense. This also helps me to maybe make a list. Yeah, because <laughs> James is terrible at making lists, so as we found out in the Star Wars one. movies. Yeah. This isn't even like the same plot lines anymore. They're their own individual things at a lot of times. I mean, I, I actually amended my list before coming to do this. I mean, I was pretty confident with my list beforehand, but I opened it up and I was like three movies in kind of the mid to high section that was like actually they're in different order just yeah. you know i feel like we may have to do like reduxes of this and resubmissions of this in the future as well when like Slightly. a few new films say, come out. Ha, ha, ha. i may not still have a list yet because it changes over time bitches <laughs> <laughs> right okay so let's get started with this we're going to give like a brief review on each as well because that's essentially what we are as a podcast in some respect. The briefest of reviews. The briefest of 23. 23 <laughs> films. Some dude down the pub just yelling about a film. That's yeah. us collectively. So we're starting with the first one that kicked it all off with Iron Man. And this is just so a good. good film. Yeah, this is so rewatchful. Like, so good. It's not a great film. It's not a terrible film. It's just a okay. very good film. It's... it's it's yeah, it's it's in it's in the top half for me. Oh, like, it's in the top half for me as well, hundred percent. Like, and I would say that's 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 arguably good because there's films like worse than it in my order that are still really good movies. So yeah. What do you Ooh, think about the first Iron Man suit? I'm just curious. Like it. It still looks cool. Like comparatively yeah, to the other clunky. suits that we have, obviously it looks clunky. But like at the time, it's like holy crap, that's awesome. Yeah. And I, I also think that it's quite a brave movie in the sense that it's kind of reflecting a lot of stuff that's going on in 2007. When did it release? 2007? 2008. 2008, yeah. It's reflecting like a lot of, like, you know, 
the Iraq war has been going on for five years now. American. There was America. Afghan as well. Yeah. That. And like the like, whole it, idea of selling weapons is like. Exactly. Cool. It, it, it actually does some quite grown up. Uh, what's Themes. it? Um, yeah. Yeah. And for me. The people will just become one. It's fine, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I am the weapon. Good guy, I promise. Yeah. This is just a, like, this is just a good film. Like yeah. as a kicking off point, I would much rather this than Man of Steel. Yeah. Like. Well, the thing is, of of like, all the the big superhero movies that I'd watched up to this point, this was in my opinion like the first proper, like, and I, I'm saying that compared to like Raimi Spider Man and X Men. Like, fair enough, yeah. X Men Two is awesome, but it's not as awesome as Iron Man. X two's awesome, and so is uh, Spider Man two. Yeah, Raimi Spider Man. Having watched them in hindsight, they they are overhyped. Opinion. Yeah, we'll we'll discuss the Raimi Spider Mans another day. But yeah, Ben's They're not great. the biggest of fans. They are like the prequels. They are amazing. Oh my god! But That's a terrible comparison. Are you saying it's the third a perfect one's the best, comparison? Are you saying huh? the third one's the best? The third one is the best, oh, George. Okay, so moving on from Iron Man then to. Hulk. Hulk. First of all, is this higher or lower? Uh, lower. Lower. James? Uh, it's gotta be lower. Yeah. But... It's awful. It's <laughs> Hulk is awful. I'm gonna say this, there's a reason why they recast it. Yeah. True. I... I, I like the quirkiness of it, though, at the time. You love Jank, though. I do love Jank, but it's like, so some actors are just great at Jank. Like, Edward Norton is a great actor. I just don't think he suited the role, like, at all true but the, i watched it probably at a time where i wasn't like the biggest fan of comic books and sort of like the superhero type thingy uh just having sort of like the weird jankiness of it it reminded me of home yeah so yeah hulk's just lower it's just it's a wow. fairly it's a fairly bland slash bad origins movie yeah. it's, it's not as top. it's not as bad as others yeah but it doesn't mean it's not bad. It's it's still bad. And drag on no, I think it's like, yeah, it's like Daredevil tier for me. Oh, yeah, it's it's bad. Hulk Ooh. is Hulk's a bad movie. Like Hulk is bad, and the CGI is not great. I I find the slow mo shot of when Hulk's charging at Abomination hilarious, though. Is it a slow mo shot? I can't remember. It's been years since I've seen that movie. Yeah, just the shot of when Hulk and Abomination charge at each other, because it's just CGI with just everything burning. He just looks odd. I'm probably not looking at that. I'm probably looking at the massive Hulk with like blades of janky bones sticking out of them. I love that as a concept. Just sort of like bone stabby things. Hmm. Uh, okay, so going on to the next release, Iron Man 2. Is this higher or lower? Then the Hulk? Higher. Yeah, then the Hulk. Oh, Iron Man 2. Yeah, it's higher yeah. than Hulk. Yeah, I'd say it's higher as well. I wouldn't say it's miles higher. I would just say it's, it's not higher. both. Yeah, no, it's like it's a smidge higher. higher. Yeah, like literally a smidgen. Because Iron Man two, again, similar to like how we like the Star Wars prequels of Jank, and how how James likes Hulk with Jank. Iron Man two has like you're just gonna get Jank, jank when you reach for sort of like weirder, cooler concepts. But just just think about it: a guy with electric whips and an army of drones. That just sounds mm. cool. But it's harder to pull off than you think. So wait, it was all we, right. we, said, we all yeah. said that Iron Man 2 is higher than Hulk, right? Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. I couldn't remember, I, even though we said it two minutes ago. 
Um, uh, yeah, but like Mickey Rourke's good. His Russian accent is terrible. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. is still like there's not a lot that's actually terrible with this film. It's just very meh. Yeah, pretty much. And like when we're comparing it to a lot of the other Marvel films, a lot it's of the other bad. MCU films, sorry, it's just bad. I feel like it could have yeah. been better done, adding some like maybe more characters to sort of like the Marvel universe at this point rather than going. I mean, they oh, added in Widow. That man's cool. Yeah. And Fury, I'm pretty sure, wasn't it? Wasn't yeah, Widow and Fury were like good introductions. True. Yeah. But maybe base it around the different superhero. Like, it, and... it's, who knows? Who knows? I'm not going to. I mean, they could have maybe focused a bit more on Widow, but even then it was still... It was serviceable. Oh, yeah. I, I do not think there's a movie on this list that isn't serviceable. No, I think there's a couple there's, that aren't serviceable, but we'll get onto those. Uh, so next up is Thor, the first Thor. Higher. I... Well, I can't remember. I need to look at my list. This is higher, but again by a smidgen. Mm, if for me it's higher by a couple of movies quite a few actually nah. yeah I like the corniness of it like, yeah I wasn't a huge fan of Thor like at all I never have been I watched it once and I've never gone back to it because I was like oh okay then mm. yeah I, I get you but like I don't know for me like the heart of the movie was fine there were some great goofy moments it wasn't bad for one of the origin movies it just wasn't anything to write home about yeah, again, it's one of those MCU films that is serviceable. Yeah. So. I'd rather watch it again over Iron Man 2. Yeah. Easily. Oh, I don't know, actually, because I've watched it's Iron Man 2 It's still got more. some, like, good movies. Uh, good movies, good moments. Like, where he gets his power back and beats yeah. up a robot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, yeah, you go, Chris Hemsworth. You Hiddleston's really good in this, actually. Oh, yeah. Like, this started the Loki fandom more than anything, I think. Loki's a great villain. Loki is a very good villain. Yeah, they're going to set them both up really well for the next movie. No, I feel like it set Loki up very well. I don't know if it set Thor up very well in terms of the character. It set him up in it terms of enough. the powers. Yeah. It did enough. Eh. So moving on to the next one is Captain America. Higher or lower, guys? Uh, Thor, lower. You've got it lower. Yeah, I really don't like Captain America. James, really? I've got oh, it higher. I was thinking higher, yeah. Yeah, I've got it a fair few higher. Uh, and that's surprising from you, Ben. Because yeah. I, like the wartime uh, aesthetic and that stuff. And the whole like underdog story. Just, yeah, oh. I did. I I ate oh. the the first oh. third of the movie. It's awesome. Like the retro futuristic aesthetic, the whole, you know, Captain America's development, and you know him just then being like the face of American like the war bonds and stuff. Awesome. But as soon as he actually did any fighting, it was just a shit montage, and like the the like outfits that all the Nazis the like Hydra guys had was really goofy. It, it felt really comic booky in a way, but not in a good way. You know, you Iron the... Man executes comic book themes well, whereas Captain America, it's like I just flicked through a, a you know a flick book and just shit just played out really quickly. It was terrible. I will give you the fact that the montage scene is terrible, but in the f the first act and the third act are really really good, and the development I, uh... between him and Peggy is amazing. Yeah. 
but like that's like a third of the movie that I like. Whereas Thor, I could sit through the whole thing and be like, I mean, it's not the best, but the whole movie is good. Hmm, fair. I would happily sit through both, to be honest. I'd happily sit through Captain America way more than I'd sit through Thor. It's like origin stories. It's like, ah, oh, it just brings that old nostalgic tingle. It's where it first was born, so it will always be born there again when you watch it. Hmm. I don't know. It's just, ah. Oh. So, moving on from Captain... Captain America. Moving on from that to the first Avengers film. Higher or lower, lads? Higher. Easily. Higher. Higher. I think this is probably, even though this is the last film of phase one, this is almost undoubtedly everyone's top one or top two phase one film. Yeah, I love this movie. I think the only one that could rival it is Iron Man. No, I still think it's better. But you love this film, like, I above do. most other films. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you where it is on my list. No, but... not yet, but... Oh, yeah, it yeah. It seems like such a... What was it? Hallmark. Yeah. Like, the first of its kind. Bring yeah. on new genre movies and shit like that. It's just... Ah. Oh, it's a major it film. Uh, I feel like you, Ben, are going to be very angry at me, though, where I've got this in my list. No, I understand why... I wouldn't say angry. I understand why everyone's got it lower because mine is very much like a bloated nostalgic um viewpoint in this movie yeah but you don't know where lower on my list it is i i mean wherever you've put it george you're wrong but (laughs) (laughs) uh so that's phase one i think that's phase one was that man three part of phase one or was that phase two no it's phase two i'm pretty sure okay fuck it we're doing a film podcast and we don't know where where stuff is. This is great. Again, guy at the back of an old pub just yelling. That's the collective of three of our brains. This is true. Yeah. I, I mean, no, I wouldn't be yelling. I would just be quietly grumbling. <laughs> yeah, in his pint. True, maybe that, the, pit, the bits where the dude picks up is more George's part. Who knows? This is true. Specialised in here. So starting out phase two, we got Iron Man Trez. Where is it? Higher or lower, lads? Lower. James? I'm thinking lower, but I don't really remember this film. What happens in Iron Man 3? It's the um, Mandarin, but it's not the Mandarin. Okay. And then the people who like set themselves on fire. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember now. That... It was so air. It was very... I've got this so much lower. I feel like... Again, had a cool concept, but in the sort of like wake of Avengers, it had no chance in hell. No, well, yes and no, but like, I just feel like it was very after like Avengers. Most people were expecting like something deep with oh, Iron Man, but yeah, it was. We still got that, but it was very much pushed to the sh- pushed to the side. Like it wasn't a lot. It was some of the focus. It wasn't a lot of the focus. Whereas mm. I feel like if we got a character story on what uh, Stark went through and how he was dealing with all that, I think we only got part of that. I don't think we got all of it. Yeah, I would probably agree to that. But like the scenes with the dark shadows of people just vaporized into the wall or whatever. Um, yeah, that was cool. It, it was yeah. some good backdressing, but it just didn't sort of like drive it home with the Starkiness. Yeah. Yeah. So the next film. Is another sequel. It's Thor: The Dark World. Lower. 
Yeah, yeah. Like, like, I think everyone has this like. This movie is garbage. Into. Yeah, this film is, in my opinion, and this is probably the only placement on the list I'm going to give away beforehand. This film is probably the worst MCU film. Yeah, this is bottom of my list as well. Like, I, I feel like it had some spe- cool graphics in it, but like, I just, yeah. it didn't hold my attention enough to really flip through of what was doing. Plus the storyline of, uh, what was it? The two uh, pe- lovers across worlds. Oh, what? Foster seemed... and Thor? Yeah. Just yeah. wasn't magical. wasn't magical enough. No, it was just very, very to the numbers blockbuster it kind of had yeah. no weight and it's like after what happened in Thor 1 and you were focusing on the same area with like yeah. the same people and Thor pretty much had his full arc it was like I well, like Ragnarok literally feels like if he broke up with her yeah but like he went through a new yeah. change in his but life like, that's like, the point he kind of did because they literally said at the start they're not seeing each other anymore exactly oh did they that's yeah, yeah. I like that. anyways we'll come on to Ragnarok in a bit we're still in phase two thus far. We've not moved into phase three. But from one sequel to another sequel again, Winter Soldier. So much higher. Yeah, this is yeah, higher. Yeah, I know this is oh. higher in uh, Benny's list. I love this movie. It, uh... I mean, considering this was probably bottom of mine and Ben's list to begin with, anything was going to be higher. But I feel like Winter Soldier changed the game for the MCU films. It reprinted it again. Like, it was it was the Avengers Assemble Part Two type thing for me. Yeah, but more grounded. Yeah, I, I mean it's it's like it's like Born meets Battlestar Galactica meets in this Captain movie. America. Well, I say season four about BSG where they have the civil war, but spoilers. Fair. Like, I think when I first watched it, I was still a little bit glassy-eyed of the previous previous movies. films. Yeah. So, like, you can kind of tell there are points within the MCU where, like, it changed and it, like, kicked into gear. And we've already had three moments. The first one is obviously Iron Man. The second one is Avengers. And the third one so far is Winter Soldier. And I think Winter Soldier really, really changed the game because that proved that all the previous films proved that you can have good superhero movies which everyone yeah. already knew. Winter Soldier proved you can have incredible story-driven films within superhero movies. Yeah, that's, with good characters as well. Yeah, that's not just a superhero movie. That was it. And it's mad that the Russo brothers went from community to this. Yeah. Um, well, good going to be good writer no matter what. True, but like when you're like... True. I just feel like this is no discredit to anyone at all. But when you've gone from, like, a comedy sitcom and then your next thing is doing... Hail Hydra. Basically, yeah. Like, how... Like, it's the best... It's such an incredible leap and how they pulled it off so well. It's like, you would have thought it was, like, Spielberg-esque. In fact, it is, in some respects. True, but, like, you think about community and some of their jokes and stuff seem very methodically thought out and really sort of like well thought out i mean the action the action uh episodes they have as well are incredibly incredibly well done roger and the, well the action scenes in this movie are so good well what's really good about them is 
the problem I have with some of the later Marvel films that we'll get into, and like Wonder Woman as well, for example, is where it's like it's so big, you're like, oh, there's no like, you can't get like, attached to it. Whereas yeah. with this, because it was all fisticuffs and guns, and that was it, and yeah. a shield, sorry, and a shield and a metal arm. Yeah, like you really felt entrenched in it. Yeah, like I felt that if fucking Captain America got hit by a grenade launcher, he'd actually get, get hurt. hurt. <laughs> it was, and they did shaky cam right. Yeah, which no one seems to be able to do anymore. Uh, so moving on cool. from Winter Soldier to probably the most jarring Marvel film and like announcement but arguably one of the most successful, Guardians. Guardians is lower just. Guardians is lower for me as well. You're going to be surprised, guys, but mine is higher. I mean, no, that's I don't fair. think that's surprising at all. It's, it's a great movie. Like, I've got... There's a cluster of movies I've got in my list that are, like... There's five or six of them. But, like, in any other person's list, they could easily be in any other order. Yeah. And Guardians and Winter Soldier are part of that cluster. It's a yeah. high-ranking cluster because I can happily watch either either film again, yeah, and get different experiences out of it. But for what, yeah, but for what I find in a movie and what I want to watch, like usually Guardians and Winter Soldier, like I would usually watch Winter Soldier over Guardians. I just love the aesthetic and the world and just everything. Yeah. This is where my revitalization happened when yours happened in Winter Soldier. I was like, yeah, yeah, superheroes punching each other. Galaxy stuff. You went the sci fi route. Aliens. Yeah, Dude. I love the, like, pseudo Star Wars. Yeah. Pseudo Star Wars. Oh. But, I don't know, this seems like a smaller deal, but since it was smaller, it's more well done. Like, yeah. they knew what they wanted to be more than Star Wars, but... Yeah. Uh, my, my only issue with Guardians is, like, where everyone was like, oh, it's a great character-driven, modern sci-fi, even though it's not sci-fi at all, it's science fantasy. Um, to me, like, I, I've already seen that before in Firefly, so it didn't break any new grounds. Like, it was just a really pretty movie with some cool characters. Whereas for, like, everyone else watching it was like, oh, this is, like, one of the best character movies going of the time. And I'm like, I mean, it is, but... I love Firefly. I've watched it beforehand. There are two different approaches they took to the single sort of, like, format of weird space stuff. It it just feels like they're just different. Could you yeah. argue that, Fire, that Guardians is Firefly for a new generation? I mean, maybe... Because when did Firefly come out? 2002? I would probably say no. 2002, 2003? Maybe not. Because Firefly's... A bit more with the aesthetic of the TVs that they had back in the day, but Guardians, more higher definition, more in-depth. Pretty, bigger budget. The undertone, like, aesthetic's different as well, because Firefly's a space western rather than... True. Like space, um, superhero. Like there is a superhero vibe within Guardians, because like all the races feel like they've got like different, almost like abilities or 
I don't know. It's it's mm. hard to explain, but it scratched like an XCOM itch and a Firefly itch, and it, it scratches yeah. so many itches for me. Yeah, it does. Like, oh. It's a yeah. very enjoyable film. It's an easy go lucky enjoyable film where like you actually believe the stakes and also this is probably the highest death toll in a marvel film so far i mean <laughs> yeah that's a fair point like quite quite considerably as well well apart from fucking uh infinity war i mean i said so far for a reason that's yeah. a good point <laughs> um so go on moving on from guardians we have the second avengers film lads is this higher or lower Lower. Goddamn lower. James? I wouldn't say goddamn lower, but it is lower. I wouldn't say goddamn lower. It's like near the bottom of my list. I really dislike this movie. I, I, I kind of get why, but at the same point, I think David Spade is probably one of the best Marvel villains up until this point as Ultron. Mm, I, I, I didn't like how he was voiced. I thought he was too goofy. So, so he like, didn't... A lot of the people I remember arguing were like, oh, I didn't like David Spader's interpretation of Ultron because it wasn't Ultron like we know in the comics. But I, my argument to that is is that we didn't get a Batman similar to the comics in like the Dark Knight trilogy and the story yeah, similar to the comics. And it was probably the best superhero films of all time. But the Ultron film, I th- I to be fair, I actually quite enjoy it. And I really enjoy David Spader, and I enjoy the kind of the growing seeds of doubt within yeah. each of the uh, each of the members of the Avengers. They do do that well. Like, I did like their use of I like I like I like the house party, for example. Like yeah, because we was... see the deterioration of them from the house party, and then when they're in the farm. And there's yeah. suddenly such a different dynamic between them all. Yeah. Um, I mean, for that, this movie is great. Yeah. But I just don't enjoy it as a sequel to The Avengers Assemble. And that's probably why it's so low on my list. True. The stakes just mm. doesn't seem Avengery. Well, they do, but they don't. I mean, I like Civil yeah, War I feel like... a lot. So I don't True. think that's a good enough argument. No, I just I'm wrong. don't think I'm it executes... Wrong. I just don't think it executes on its themes very well. It kind of just one thing half I... off them in. Yeah. One thing I do like is that they kind of leave the book open-ended at the end with Ultron possibly coming back at a point. Yeah. yeah. So we could always see like a return of Ultron and maybe that time instead they make Ultron more menacing and less goofy. It's like, you know, the, the theme of where like they're still angry about Tony Stark's weapons. It's like, yeah, okay, that's cool. But what's that scene? I think it's in Sp- Spider-Man: Homecoming, where Tony Stark does a presentation, and the woman like collars him in the corridor. Or is that Infinity War? I can't remember. No, that's Civil War. That scene does what Avengers Two should have done, but so much better. And it's yeah. just a small character interaction. Yeah, that's this is fair. So we move on from Ultron to. What's known as the first MCU heist film uh, in Ant-Man. First MCU heist film. Oh, that's great. Higher. Ooh. James? I'm conflicted. See, I think lower. I'm real conflicted. Uh, 
out of shove, I would probably say higher because I probably just enjoyed it more. Yeah, it was lower I, stakes, but it did better on those lower stakes than trying to, you know, be the second Avengers. Yeah. Again, I enjoyed this film. Like, there is a point on my list where, like, I don't enjoy the films, and then I start enjoying them, and then they just get better. And yeah. Ant Man is the point on my list where, like, these are films I enjoy and will happily rewatch. Yeah. But for me, it's the bottom of that echelon. Yeah, pretty much. It is it is near enough bang on the transition between films that I would happily rewatch to films that I'd be hesitant because I don't really enjoy them. Yeah, you watch one time and you're like, Well, not wasting two hours on that again. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, I'll probably binge through all these movies at some point and love the hell out of it, so also the oh, castings the castings of ones. Paul Rudd, Michael Douglas and Evangeline yeah. Lilly. Are three of the best casting choices in all of Marvel. Yeah, like hands down. Oh, I watched the Wasp yeah, and I heard people saying, "Oh, it's not that good or as good as sort of like other things." But Paul Rudd's, Paul Rudd is amazing in that film. I love it. He's yeah. amazing in most films, to be fair. Like going from characters oh, and quantum shit. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. But I won't talk about it more. Yeah, so that kind of finishes off phase two. Phase two's weird for me. Mm. Like, you've either got incredible films or alright films. Yep. I, I feel like they might be more leaping. So it might be just like more hit or miss. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy that it's there, but they could have probably done better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But at the same point, if we didn't have like some of these films, we wouldn't have half. I I don't think. I think Phase Two was the point where like uh, people's opinion on Marvel changed, and it made it into this billion dollar per film industry essentially. It was really good enough to be making as many films as it was, but it definitely. They had the spotlight after Avengers, but they couldn't just stick to the same old nerdy stuff. Otherwise, people would drive off. So they had to try and do new shit. They went from or making good, yeah. They went from making good superhero films to great films. Yeah, that's what happened. I feel like, and that you see that switch in like Winter Soldier and Guardians. Moving on, then we start Phase Three. I'm pretty sure this was the start of Phase Three with Civil War. Higher. No surprise, George. Higher is a, like higher, like dude. This is one of the high. best Marvel films ever. This is one of the best superhero films ever. Like, I like arguably, it, but I do think it's a little bit overhyped at times. I, like, I did at first think it was overhyped, but every time I rewatch it, I enjoy it more. Yeah, and like, it's a great film. The way they, the way in this film, they executed the rising tension between Cap and Iron Man. The way they brought in Black Panther and Spider Man. Yep. That it felt so fluid and not shoehorned. There were so many different plot points going on. Like, yep. most people turn around and say, oh, the only disappointing thing was uh, Daniel Brawl's interpretation of Zemo. But even then, I think that's great because he's not a guy with superpowers, but he's fucking with them so bad. Yeah, he's just a fucked off angry man. This interpretation of Zemo, which, by the way, is supposedly coming back, this interpretation of Zemo Ooh. reminds me of like Riddler as well. 
yeah. that character who, yes, doesn't have superpowers, yes, hasn't made superpowers for himself, i.e. like Iron Man's suit, for example, but is so intelligent and loves his disguising ability that he weeds himself into the Avengers and they don't even realize that he is like the weed that's forcing them to split apart within their cracks that's the best analogy i can give and also as well with the introducing of panther and spider-man it doesn't really feel shoehorned it's very fluid oh, yeah like it just fits the story but yeah because it's like the peace summit that's bombed by in air quotes the winter soldier and you know um iron man's looking for more people to help him out and he's just like oh this this could in brooklyn and then it's awesome. Like Spidey's introduction is so good. Yeah. Um we didn't even mention like the introduction of like Vision and Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch and Ultron as well. It was meh. I mean that film was very meh. So we like... say they introduced a lot more shit in all those films, so like they're just more characters, more love. Great. How they developed Wonder and Vision in Civil War, how like Vision still didn't know human uh interactions and decencies as well i find highly amusing and at points um, but no one died but people still got really hurt the fallout from, from this civil war was arguably just as bad as it was in the comics uh so moving on from civil war to the introduction of doctor strange uh lower yeah lower as well like i still enjoy this film but it's like it's it's part of the ant-man e- echelon for me it's pretty bog standard yeah like it's good. Tilda yeah. Swinton's good. Mads is good. Oh yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch is good. Rachel McAdams is good. The writing is good. The storyline is good. Yeah, the shots, like the Inception style shots, are yeah, really cool. They're re- they're probably the best bit about the film, to be honest. But it's just after that, it's kind of like it's just all good. It, it's not amazing and it's not terrible. It's just yeah. good. Like it's insert origin movie X. Yeah, pretty much. Um, True, but it's magic. It's this whole another side of the universe, man. I hope they go into it more with um, Wonder and Strange with the sequel. Because I feel like they could have a lot of fun with that. Well, I liked, I loved um, Doctor Strange's cameo in both um, Thor and then obviously his part that he did in Infinity War. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad for this movie to establish that character because him turning up in the later movies is really cool so mm-hmm. yeah because like when he was in infinity war especially in endgame i feel like that did more for his popularity than the film itself which is weird although i do think the first act of strange is very very good because it's very like oh you don't like him but you grow to like him yeah like it's, it's a different it was a very it's a very similar spin to stark but stark was always charming Whereas with Strange, he thought he was charming, but he's a bit of a narcissist. Yeah. True, but I feel like he's so good at that character, people just loved him instantly anyway. Like with Sherlock Holmes and shit like that. Yeah, Cumberbatch is good at playing that narcissist. Yeah. So moving on from Strange to Guardians 2. Higher. I would probably say lower. I've got this higher. Way higher. Mine's fractionally higher. See, no one's going to like where I put my Guardians to. But anyway, I really like this film. I do too. But it's like, it's I've... a cool film. 
but I wouldn't call it that it's Doctor Strange necessarily. It just seemed a bit weird, and even though Doctor Strange seems sort of like weird in its own sense. It's like this god's trying to infest everyone on the planet, and not really many people knows about him apparently, but then his son stops him. I mean, it I liked like it. It's like a weird origin story yeah. that happens I mean... after. Your origin story. Yeah, but it's not really an origins, is it? Not really. But it it, it but tugs at your heartstrings. <laughs> I feel like mm. this one's the most family-driven mu- movie, and yeah. the most emotionally-driven movie, and yeah. that's why I really like it. Me too. It also came. I think I remember it came out at a similar time to Logan, so emotionality in superhero movies were, was a little bit of a fad for about six months. But no, I th- I've really enjoyed Guardians 2. I really enjoyed Guardians, obviously. One thing we have to give both credit, f- uh, both films credit for, more than any other Marvel film and most films in general, is the way they utilize their commercial soundtrack to intertwine it with these films. True. I did actually buy the soundtrack compared to all the other films. Yeah. I think most people bought the soundtrack. I'm pretty sure if you didn't buy the soundtrack for either film, it was saved on your Spotify. Yeah, I've got a playlist for both on my Spotify. Yeah, exactly. I think most people are like that. I think most people... You should probably get the second one. I wonder how much money God, uh, Disney made off of the soundtracks. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Love a bit of Fleetwood Mac. Or F1 theme tune, depending on your person. So from Guardians 2, we have the introduction of one of the most homecoming... Uh, Spider-Man homecoming. Higher. I've got this lower. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe. That hurts. What? This is the best Spider-Man movie. Period. It's a yeah. very good Spider-Man movie. Nah, this is the it's best. Hard to... Home is amazing, I but it's just the same level, more of the same. Oh, I don't know. I don't... It's definitely not more of the same. It's very, very different. I I no, know. but it's not. It's it is like more of trip moments in it. Where it's like all reality becomes illusion. We're not talking about Far From Home yet. Uh, what? Uh, okay. Homecoming. What are you comparing it to then? We don't need to compare it. We're just saying like Homecoming itself is very, very good. And like Michael, Wait. the best thing about Homecoming is Michael Keaton's Vulture. No, that is also one of the best things about it. Because Peter Parker's character is perfect in this movie. It's very good, but I'd say Vulture, Michael Keaton's Vulture is so much better. That just makes the film better, in my opinion. Like, that just elevates the movie. It's such, like, a grounded superhero fight. Iron Man rocks up to be the daddy figure, which is cool. Um, Do we say... You know, I like the gag about the bag- bank robbers, where they got the fucking Avenger masks oh, on. Yeah. <laughs> you know... It has fun with its own universe. Do we say that Vulture's possibly the best Marvel villain since Loki? He's he's good. I I don't know about best. I think he's good in his role. Uh, It's a cool concept. I like it. Yeah. I still love Homecoming. I think it's a very, very good movie. I don't know. Maybe I just relate to Spider-Man. He just gets a little bit like you say about the daddy uh, was Iron Man coming to do some shit with him. Like, it's side of bad. I, I like the interaction with Tony, but like, just want a bit more Spider-Man for his movie. Their their dynamic, to be fair, between Stark and uh, Peter Parker, their dynamic is very very good, and it feels very yeah. genuine. 
One thing, one thing as well we have to give this film credit for is considering the amount of Spider-Man movies with the Uncle Ben scene, I feel like it was smart and also bold that they didn't do the un- Uncle Ben scene. Well, they did. Isn't that Endgame? No, but no, in Homecoming, in the very first Spider-Man film. True, but he already appeared in a previous film as well, if we're getting technical, though. Yeah, oh, you're not getting the point. Like this is this is. I'm saying Tony Stark is playing the uh Ben role. They just the father figure. Yeah, Yeah. but like you in as part of Spider-Man's story in every Spider-Man story, a major plot point is Uncle Ben dying and him like holding Uncle Ben as he dies, right? Yeah. The fact that they didn't do that that in this good. The fact that they didn't do this in this film, I think, is very very good as a Spider-Man origin story, and I also think it was very very bold. Well, yeah. the origins technically happened in Civil War, which, like, they wouldn't have time for Uncle Ben scene, if anything, there. And that's why I like how, in Endgame, it's a metaphorical Uncle Ben scene. Yeah, I see your point. I get your thing. point, yeah. Thank I you. Just, I was only talking about Homecoming. I know you're trying to stay... Remember, I'm trying I'm to stay on topic. I'm missed unofficial. I'm your exact opposite, and you will accept me. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, you're, you're not, like... That got intense... <laughs> Right, I've never, th- I never thought we'd have such an intense discussion about Homecoming. Um, Best Spidey movie. From Homecoming to the biggest change in a Marvel character ever, in Thor oh, Ragnarok. Ragnarok's higher. Ragnarok is lower than Spider-Man Homecoming, what? even though I love it more. But it How? Is more. What? That doesn't make sense. It does. Mm-hmm. Like. I love Thor this Ragnarok. film more. It's lower on my list. Thor Ragnarok is a super fun movie, but of the things technically that I liked about the way the movie was in terms of like film construction or whatever, I thought Homecoming was a better film. But I love Thor's character, and I love the comedy, and I love how just dumb, stupid... You know, I love that, but I don't think as a result of that comedy that it's the better movie. You know, if you if you look at the rest of it, it's kind of generic. Revive Thor. It did revive Thor, but it's oh, a generic ass plot. It's like, oh, there's an evil baddie who happens to be his sister. He's got to round up his friends. Oh no, he's now been his power's been taken away we're, from we're quite him. Far into the phase now, though. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, I guess probably. Spider-Man follows those trends as well, but I think it just hides it a bit better. But I do love Thor Ragnarok. Like, me me saying it's not as good as Homecoming is not to say that I don't love it, because I do. It's so good. I feel like Thor becoming quippier as well in these films makes sense, considering how much he's hung around Stark and the other guys, and they all just are quippy little bitches. He's also kind of grown, because to begin with, he was this, like, loudmouth, bold, arrogant... So he already had those elements in his personality... But then he got hubris and he mellowed out and accepted his role as like a leader. So he had to like tone all that bold shit back and kind of come a bit boring. But then in this, he doesn't have that responsibility anymore. So he's got both halves of his personality that has been developed smashed together. It's just a very different film as well, which I think is what something I like about Ragnarok. And also yeah. every time I watch it, like I'm a huge Taika Waititi fan. Yes. And every time I watch it, the more appreciation I have for it. That Kiwi humour is yeah. awesome. Um, and also Korg is an amazing comedy, comedic relief character. God, yeah. He's so good. And the way they did Hulk in this film as well, actually. I don't think that gets touched on enough. The yeah, way really 
the way they did hulk and they kind of had a not quite gray hulk but like the kind of almost blend between banner and hulk yeah mm. and I then like how that one was a fight scene just sold the movie pretty much oh what in the arena yeah yeah just that one oh like goldblum was great loki's development in this was great as well to be honest um hulk became was a completely different character and it was brilliant thor became a completely different character valkyrie was marvelous as well as an introduction yeah um i'm very i'm very looking forward to seeing thor 4 like out of the new films that are coming out love and thunder yeah um because i think they're following the story of female thor oh okay and and natalie portman's returning as jane foster and within the comics she jane foster becomes female thor interesting indeed so i'm probably out of all the new films that have been announced and confirmed for me it's a toss-up between thor 4 and blade that i'm most excited for yeah so for me that's why thor 3 is so high on my list i am a little bit worried because they are deviating from their sort of like pattern saying sort of like we're gonna release four films on 2021 or something yeah but i think with what's happened with covid i feel like that could really work yeah as well who knows? Who knows? We'll have to see. I feel like it's just going to be a bit like Phase 2 where it trips up a little bit at first and then it really drives home. Maybe. It might trip up. I, th- I feel like if anything will trip up, it'll probably be uh, one of the introductory films. So like, so like Shang-Chi or something like that, where it's a new character coming through. I feel like that could be... I feel like Thor 4 with Taika Waititi still at the helm. I feel like... I'd I'd be surprised if that tripped up. Guardians three might trip up actually as well, because they've had so many different yeah with James Gunn firing and rehiring and whatnot. Huh? That Eternals. What Guardians three? Yeah. No 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 that's different. No Guardians three they had James Gunn hired. Uh, they had James Gunn obviously to do Guardians three. Then he was fired. He's now doing Suicide Squad two, and I can't remember or not if he's been rehired. But I want to say he has. Well, he was. I think he. I think he has been rehired, but yeah, he was fired rather controversially, and all of the cast was pretty, pretty hacked off that he had been fired. I understand why he was, but I still think it's a little bit. You know, in in 2020, his sort of tweets are not accepted, but at the time where he tweeted it, not to say they were, but they weren't not accepted. If that makes it, sense. It's it's the comparison. Admittedly, it's not as long ago, but it's like imagine if only fools and horses had this day and age. Yeah, like it's a similar discussion point to that. So, but again, we're not going to get into that discussion point because we're terrible at politics and we'll probably piss off a lot of people with one word. I was um, just going to say before we do do that. Go on. Uh, the do do is like people can change, you know. Yeah, that's a major thing that. I feel like needs to be reinforced is that people do change their opinions change they can how grow. they view the world changes yeah yeah by the people around you and your circumstances you are changing around them exactly so moving on from thor 3 to what i think is the only mcu film to be nominated for an oscar for best film 
Black Panther. Lower. Lower. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Wait, what are we comparing it to again? Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Uh, it's a hard uh, combat yeah, lower. Oh, I just liked how they done Black Panther. Like, it seems just well done. Yeah. So, I've got a really, really... I remember at the time... Let's go higher. Come on, guys. <laughs> so, at the time, I remember when me and Chloe watched Black Panther for the first time. And we spoke as a group. Um, for people who don't know, me, Ben and James used to live together with two other people. Um, and the house kind of... we The five of us got together. And we occasionally spoke about movies, hence the idea for this podcast. And we discussed Black Panther and I said I get the hype and I get why loads of people love it I don't think it's as good as everyone makes out and I and I stand by that I will I will acknowledge and I completely agree with this and I completely believe in this that it is one of the most culturally significant films to ever grace the cinema screen hands down right when you have a cast and production crew that is over 80% African-American, which has never been done before, I feel like it is such a huge step forward for people and a huge step forward for minorities being represented in film. Yep. But I feel like the film itself isn't that good. If you take that, that out of it, it loses its entire soul and essence of it being... It loses its USP. Right. It loses its unique selling point. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, yeah. Michael B. Jordan is very, very good as um, awesome, as Killmonger. Andy Serkis was great as Ulysses Claw. Them killing him off, I think, is an absolute waste. I do. Because that's actually, that's actually twice now that Disney have killed off Andy Serkis, possibly earlier than he thought. Yeah. Because he was Snoke and he was Ulysses Claw. Um, it's fine, it's fine. Snoke's clone. Snoke's clone, it's cool. Um, so you've got that, and then Chadwick Boseman, very, very good as T'Challa. Like, the casting is good. But again, for me, for me, it's similar to Doctor Strange in the sense that everyone has a good performance. It's got good writing. It's good set. CGI is actually a letdown in the third act. But mostly yeah. it's all right. Uh, the set pieces look incredible. The traditionalism of it as well in certain aspects. The costume design as well. Like, everything about the film is good which makes it a good film yep it doesn't make it an amazing film for me i i feel like it's a good film it's all right to watch but there's a lot there is a lot of the cgi that sucks especially in the third act yeah that that train fight scene oh boy some shots like that was like i like the high-tech tribe aesthetic yeah that's really cool like it's amazing like the idea of it the characters in it like um oh what's what's the way they interact yeah like uh, every every character in this is good t'challa's good t'challa's sister's good i've forgotten her name t'challa's sister what's her name is it yuri i mean you're asking the people who are bad at names i'm pretty sure it's yuri lupita nyong'o's character is good t'challa's dad is good wow this has dropped on imdb hard how's it it's 7.3 Maybe everyone else is realizing the same thing as us too. Maybe, but yeah, Killmonger's great. T'Challa's great. Um, Nakia, that's Lupita Nyong'o's character. Okoye as well. T'Challa's right hand woman. Yeah, like she's cool. 
the villains are great. The secondary antagonists are great. Um, Shuri, not Yuri. Shuri, who is T'Challa's sister. Even even Forrest Whitaker in this film is great as well. Gotta love a bit of Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, who doesn't love a bit of Forrest Whitaker? Um, but yeah, I just think it's a fairly standard film. It's lower than Ragnarok for me. Uh, yep. But next, Boys and Girls, Infinity War. Higher. Higher. Yeah, it's got to be higher. Like, like, I mean, it's probably lower than where some people will put it in their list, but this this film is a, a film of the generation type thing. Like, the way that they started to pull off Infinity War with this first half, in which, yes, it is literally Thanos' film. Yeah. But, mate, it's so good. <laughs> like, yeah. you don't feel the two and a half hours. The pacing is so good. Yeah, Thanos is by far the most intimidating Marvel villain ever. Yeah, Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin was amazing. Yeah, Um, because he did in one summer. He was Cable and Thanos. But yeah, I've got nothing but praise for Infinity War. Yeah, there's a couple of these films where I've got nothing but praise for. Got cool issue with Infinity uh, War and shit like that. Like. What James? It asks some int- it's got some cool philosophy and shit like that. It asks some interesting questions. Yeah, like no. Thanos's Thanos's motivation is by far the best motivation as well, and it's That's annoying. Flawed. Pardon? Said even though it's fundamentally flawed. Yeah, but you also can understand it to an extent. Well, considering enough people did get behind the mantra without any kind of research or anything. Yeah, but is that not represented representative of some of our culture as well now? Very much so. Yeah. Which is also worrying if you think about it. Very much so. Um, a lot of things are worrying. This is also true. We're in a world of worry. Ooh. Yeah. We are. Ooh. Uh, so next up, following Infinity War. Cause uh, can we, can we actually add... gets a hard wrap. Hang on, hang on. Can we actually add anything to Infinity War that hasn't already been added? I mean, like us talking about it, we'll probably do it a disservice. Yeah, I feel yeah. like as well. Yeah, this many characters on screen at once, and them not feel under serviced is is its main takeaway point. I think. Yeah. Shall we just to to wrap to to say how much we like this film? Shall we just mention our favorite moment from Infinity War? Oh fuck, that's put me on the spot now. Yeah, I know, but fuck it. Oh. James, have you got one? Uh, probably yeeting someone off a... <laughs> you just like people being yeeted. Uh, no, I really like the sort of, like, where it goes that sort of, like, watery landscape and it just appears in your hands. That sort of, like, ominous, what did I just do? How did I get here? It seemed serene, but not... Oh, it's oh just... what, that planet where he threw Gamora off? Oh, that was brutal. Not the planet, but where he goes to after he throws her off. Yeah, yeah, I know. When he gets the stone. Just yeah. that. Oh, and then even with the red face being the guard's Yeah, guard. that was cool. Yeah, that is cool. Red Skull. You're not far off red, with red yeah. face. And I didn't realise that was a recast either. No, like... I didn't either, but Ross Marquand is incredibly good at impressions. Um, He plays Aaron in Walking Dead you've ever watched the walking dead i don't think you've always have stopped after like season five fair 
Um, oh. My favorite moment. I've got a toss up between two. Uh, my two are when Captain America intervenes when uh, Thanos's henchmen target Vision and Wanda. Yeah, that's cool. Because that reveal with the three of them, with Widow and... Is it Falcon? No, Falcon's not there. I think it's just Widow and... Oh, Falcon was? No, because I remember an Ant-Man. No, maybe. But either way, the reveal with Falcon, uh, the reveal with Captain America is sick. So there's that, and also Groot with uh, Captain America on the battlefield when he says, I am Groot uh, and I am Steve Rogers. Yeah. That's just a, an amazing moment. Uh, and yeah. another, actually, no, another quick moment from that battle is when everyone's running to face Thanos' army for only um, <laughs> for Captain America and Black Panther to just sprint on ahead of everyone. Oh. That, oh yeah, like that I just think that's awesome. Just, doosh, doosh. Them just going like, oh, yeah. we gotta be the first up. I just think that's an awesome moment. Ben, what's your favorite moment then? You've had a bit of time to think. Like the first fight in New York, where it was. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Strange, Iron Man, uh, the other bloke from Thingy, and somebody else. I can't remember. Oh, it was Hulk, where he, he can't get his Hulk on. Um, <laughs> yeah. And oh, it's just, where it's he just really... screams no at himself. Yeah, just no! It's like, oh no! <laughs> yeah. Again, it's ass kicked by Thanos. Oh. I also like how much the trailers tore us off with Hulk yeah. as well being in the like final punch up shot. You remember? Yeah. I thought that was cool. From Infinity War to the film that James says gets a bad rap. Well, how, how are you meant to get a good rap after Infinity War? <laughs> this is fair. Like, it's true. It's like going up after the smart kids when you're doing your presentations and it looks like you just brought a potato. Yeah, that's because you usually did bring a potato, James. Well, when it causes electricity and shit by sticking shit into it, it's cool. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm just fairly, I'm fairly void with Ant-Man and Wasp. I was fairly like, I remember I didn't even go to the cinema to see it because yeah. I remember there was like a three week time period where I wasn't it was like i think it was the summer or around about that time and i remember that it was like oh should we go and see ant-man and the wasp and it's like nah let's do something else i haven't even said if this is higher or lower but oh yeah actually that's the point is this higher or lower this what? is lower lower it's gonna be lower it's like you got one of the first half of the pinnacle of all the movies so far essentially and then ant-man and wasp yeah literally the smallest possible characters you could probably find literally physically literally and non-literally yeah i feel like paul rudd does like even though he's saying it's lower paul rudd did a great job in this him switching personalities from like two different personas i feel like was a cool move in this movie talking about quantum shit and then having that phasing girl yeah, she was a good the party. Villain, the villain was oh. sick, and she actually had cool motivations, and you really felt sorry for her. You felt like they copped out with her arc at the end. Yeah, you do. But... They're like, oh, she's fixed, she's fine. It's True, like, that oh, ending oh. was a bit weird, but I do like how they literally kind of, well, not foreshadowed, well, yeah, I guess foreshadowed it by saying sort of like, oh, why don't we just see if she can help you? I'm done waiting! Fix me now! And then she gets out and goes like, okay. Yeah, sure, I'll wait. Yeah, I also got it. I got this film ruined for me as well when 
because I used to when this film came out I was still working in HMV and we had all the pop vinyls coming out and then it showed the wasp's mum as like a pop vinyl and I was like oh that means she oh, they find okay. her then I was like oh, yeah. well I've had the story ruined by it took me ages yeah, before I, I got around to watching this film I didn't even watch this film before Endgame that's I don't think I, I did either that's how much I didn't care for this film I'm pretty sure but I know when I, I watched sorry sorry James no Ben you go I, I think I watched this movie uh, this film on the plane to New Zealand I think this was one of the other <laughs> movies so this that was I watched. like what like six months after Endgame yeah so th- this was yeah this was the other movie I watched as well as Solo nice well, a lot this a couple of weeks ago so I think we're in the same boat yeah same I watched this like I watched this quite a while after Endgame came out but I feel like it waiting made it a bit better because you didn't have Endgame or sort of like Infinity War that sort of like overshadowing it yeah, yeah. that's fair and then also I like how it links back in with Endgame at the beginning but like it doesn't really explain anything about the movie except saying sort of like oh quantum shit I've seen a bunch of it now cool yeah Alright, so moving on from Ant-Man and the Wasps to possibly what is the most disappointing Marvel film I think most people think collectively in Captain Marvel. But it is worse than Ant-Man and the Wasp. Captain Marvel. Where did I put this on my list? Yeah, it's worse. I put this on my list. I like the movie. I like sort of like... I put this higher, but only just. Sorry to interrupt. I put this like no the tiniest bit higher. I thought the the hatred for it was a bit unjust because even though people tried like people didn't like Brie Larson which is fine. People didn't like that it got given a bit of like an SJW following, but it's just like what is so wrong with that at the end of the day? Yeah, like to be honest, the best thing about this film was the scrolls and Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah, Ben Mendelsohn is a champion at like, whatever role he's put in. Yeah, and the fact that Ben Mendelsohn is possibly going to be in the MCU for the considerable future, yes. I am very, very excited about because he is, I feel like he should be a household name and he's not, and it really winds me up because he is one yep. of the best modern day actors at the moment. 100%. Like him in Ready Player One, him in Captain yep. Marvel, and him in Rogue One. Yep are amazing like i would love to see him in a tarantino film as well yeah that's that's a really good suggestion like i would i think he would he would bring a similar energy to what christoph waltz did when he was in the first couple of tarantino films i personally think Uh, i would imagine we would get together to watch that to be honest yep that that seems uh i would happily get together to watch that and then do an instant podcast review wasn't even thinking about that, but sure. I, mean, I was just thinking it. back to the good old days when we were watching sort of like Marvel after Marvel. Uh, yeah, we were just watching film after film after film. Oh, actually, no. Sam Jackson, Nick Fury without the eye patch as well. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, that was that was neat. That was, that was cool. Uh, like a lot of this film, I feel like it relied on a lot of nineties nostalgia. Really did, and it kind of it hindered it a bit. I don't think it hindered it. I just think that it just didn't really like. It's weird. It's very weird, uh, Ant-Man, Wasp, and Captain Marvel, because between a part of a two-part thing, it 
like it's doing necessary build up but couldn't we have that before and sort of like just make it look like it's different part of the timeline or something like that or I don't know yeah. I feel like putting having the physical release dates in between that you're all hyped up from Infinity War and then you just get sort of like some ordinary Marvel films essentially yeah, generic yeah. so moving on from Captain Marvel to the film that finished off the longest storyline in film possibly so far so far Endgame uh, it's higher than it's definitely Captain higher Marvel. it's definitely yeah, 100%. higher I'm but it's not as high as it everyone else would probably put it I think this is why we have you for the controversial takes, you closet nerd. Even though you're not hey, we're nerd. all controversial at some point, George. This is true. We, we all have opinions. Different ways. Yeah. yeah. I don't even try to be. I'm just like, oh, this is this is my opinion. And everyone's like, no, you're Your wrong. Opinion I'm like, oh, wrong. Your thanks. opinion is objectively wrong. In this subjective manner. Exactly. Mean scowl. Your subjective opinion is objectively wrong. Exactly. Um, this film's just great though I get so much satisfaction watching this film uh, just the start of it to the weird quirky with like gonna jump back in time guys to yeah. it all sort of having a happy ending but not because of the next movie the blip yeah I also I have to say I really really enjoy um, the last half hour like, yeah, like I literally every time I watch it, I sit there with a huge smile across my face during the fight scene, and fantastic. then when Stark dies, I cried. You know what? I fucking cried. I will happily admit that. I cried the first time. It's took the heartstrings. Like it hurt. Like I think everyone knew that America, that Steve Rogers or Tony Stark was gonna die, but no one knew which. And the way they executed it was so good. Yeah, it was it Don't was they perfect. Both sort of die though. Pardon? Don't they both sort of die though? But Captain America lived out his life in the happiest manner he could. And to be yeah, fair, Stark did too. Well, well not actually, no. He became an old man in the movie. I'm assuming he's retired now. Yeah, he's retired superhero. There's there's rumors that his character may be in um Winter Soldier and Falcon TV show, but again, those are only rumors. Nothing is confirmed. That would be neat, because, like, you know, just have some callbacks where needed for, like, character context. That's fine. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like it would be cool. Like, he could be, like, the mentor over Bucky and Falcon to begin with. And then he dies and, at the end sense, of Series 1. it could be seen as a death. That's yeah. all I want to... Like, which one's gonna die? They both sort of did. You're so, like, fun. Yeah, I get James's happy. point. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I get James's point as well. I'm not, I'm not knocking it. So moving on from Endgame then to the most recent MCU film. Oh, that sounds awesome. Far from home. It's higher than Endgame. Whoa! I'm sorry, what? Yeah, as I said, Endgame is not actually that high on my list. Wow, it really isn't, is it? This is surprising considering your earlier comments when we were talking about... Yeah, it's homecoming. surprising and disappointing. This has surprised me. Well done, Bevy. Like I wasn't expecting this from you. Uh, sorry, Far From Home, but I think Homecoming's better. Like, the difference between them isn't that much, actually. If if, oh, if I told you the movies now in between the two Spider-Man films, you'd be like, that's fair enough. Yeah, like, I've got... On my list, I've got Homecoming and Far From Home next to each other. 
Yeah, they're, they're just pretty much as good. I people in which order. Well, I already know. Because <laughs> of our discussion. Maybe, I don't know. Gyllenhaal is great. If you haven't watched Far From Home, because I, kn- I knew a couple of Marvel nuts who still hadn't seen it somehow before lockdown. Well, me. like <laughs> I watched Dude. it yesterday. Fair enough. But it's like it's not released on Disney yet. That's the most annoying fucking thing. I think on it's here. on Now TV. Now TV. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. with with Far From Home, Gyllenhaal is amazing. The development of Parker is amazing. How they deal with the blip is awesome. The yep. storyline of losing his father figure. That's why he looks for it in Gyllenhaal as well. He looks for a friend. It's all dealt so well. And Happy. The discussion that Peter and Happy have in that aeroplane after Peter gets hit by the train is so, so heartwarming and lovely. Yeah. Like, it, that. in the same way that Stark dying in Endgame pulls at the heartstrings, so does Happy and Parker's discussion on the plane but in the opposite, and is just a lovelier direction. Well, it just feels like a natural progression of grief type thing. It's like, you don't ignore the fact someone's gone. It's just like, you know... You you celebrate... You celebrate them. Yeah. Going forwards, yeah. I really wasn't expecting this list as well. Like What, with J.K. Simmons? Or Mysterio? What? With Mysterio, with him not having those powers. Yeah! <laughs> like... After seeing all the shit that I've seen, that was a good move. Like, yeah, and they they call back to uh, Tony Stark's projection technology that was established like five movies earlier. Like, that's really cool. And like, I love the fact that um, they kind of give you two twists with Mysterio. They give you the first twist of he is, um, he's not Peter's friend. He's just wants tony stark's technology and then he gives you the second twist of he has no powers it's all just yeah. I, I don't actually have to agree with you now this might be higher than endgame just i don't know if it's higher than endgame for me it's very high but it's not higher it, than endgame Endgame is a very good movie i think but my my top three the are with set. the thing me it just takes a weird direction sometimes of like all the power poses and all seems a bit pandery hmm at some point it's very pandery like it calls back on your nostalgia so much it does it so well endgame whereas far from home actually does something with the story and it like it carries on with the aftermath and stuff like that in a really interesting way you get it james yeah i feel like we have to yeah like far from home is just a really really good budding romance of um Peter Parker and MJ feels it's pro- it's probably natural. in my top. Far from Home is in my top three Spider-Man films. Oh, easily. Like, but, that, like that's not even a competition. It's funny to me because my top three Spider-Man films, none of them include Garfield or Raimi. What's the other Spider-Man movie? So it's Homecoming. It's Far oh, from Home. What was it? What a dumb question. Of yeah, course, it's Spider-Verse. Uh, yeah, Spider-Verse is the best. Which is, oh yeah, that's a good point. Oh, Homecoming or Spider-Verse is the best. Spidey movie. Spider-Verse. Yeah, Spider-Verse. It's not even, I, it's I, not even I retract a... what I was saying earlier. I completely forgot that movie existed. Yeah. Spider-Verse. Been... Sidetracking slightly from MCU, Spider-Verse is the best superhero film since The Dark Knight. Um, I don't know about that, but it's the best Spider-Man movie. It's definitely the best Spider-Man movie. I really like the take, but 
I don't like to say it's my favorite out of the bunch. It does a really cool thing that, like, since it used the animations to a good extent compared to a lot of other sort of, like, animations and thingy crossovers. Like, yeah. This is such a sidetrack from MCU. I think it's fair. But anyway. Yeah. Um... So I, I'm just going to bring this. I'm just going to bring this back around. So far from home to Iron Man. Is Iron Man higher or lower than Far From Home? Uh, no, it's got Iron Man is it? just about lower. Like, literally a hairbreadth lower. Iron Man's lower for me as well. Just to bring uh, it I'm circle. happy with that. We're, through all these movies, we've ended up with a one better than the start. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. I'm happy with that. Yeah, so... We're making progress, guys. We've done, we've done alright. And I feel like we've probably ticked off a lot of people on the way. Hell yeah. In which case, I do I sincerely apologise. Fills me with joy inside. Fills me with joy inside. James, you stuff. are a narcissist. I mean, if my dumb opinion has someone upset... Well, I, people will as, disagree with us at the very least. As much as I didn't want to offend, and I apologise if I offended, at the same time, if my dumb opinion ticks you off, I think it's not my fault. Ben trying like to defend himself. It's a conversation himself. that some people don't want to have sometimes. Defense is, is equally as taken as it is given. Yeah. We should yeah. talk about these things rather than just screaming at one person. Yes, we yeah. should totally talk about these things on a film podcast and not... Not us. It. We're not going to talk about this shit. We're Fuck terrible that. at talking about we're... this shit. Yeah, we're bad at talking about lists. We're, to- we're bad about talking. Uh, yeah, I am. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Yay! <laughs> we got to the root of the problem, guys. And on that note, I think we'll finish the podcast for today. Uh, thank you to everyone for listening. Uh, don't worry, there will be a part two where me, James, and Ben go through our individual lists for the MCU. As ever, James, what are we ending on today? Favourite movies and ratings are stupid. Why are you listening to this? Joyous as ever, James. <laughs>